0: Thank you all for joining me this evening. This Thursday evening is what I should say. Do apologize for not uploading last week, but last week was Thanksgiving. And when I chose my podcast schedule, when I chose to upload every Thursday, I thought it would be a lot easier because I get Wednesday. And Tuesdays off of work, and I didn't want to pick one of those days in order to make myself on my day off have to go to work just to upload an episode. For those of you who don't understand what it is that I'm going through, I don't have internet at my house. Matter of fact, I don't have a lot of things at my house. A lot of I wouldn't say luxuries because it's not that they're luxuries it's just that they're common day things that people actually have. For instance, no ductwork. And what I mean by no ductwork is there's no vents. There's no furnace, there's no internal heating system like a thermostat that I can just turn on the heat to the house that I live at. So, a lot of times, especially here during the winter months, I have to turn on a heater, stay in front of it, and hope to God that my power doesn't go out Nonetheless, I'd like to apologize for the delayed, delayed or delaying episode progression. What I mean by that is that I'm simply rambling about something that you all didn't come here to hear. You all came here because of... You want an episode of the wrestling Podcast And for those of you wondering what All of those background noises were For one reason or another My cats are being assholes tonight And they're crawling inside of my work backpack, which I use to transport a lot of things, including groceries and what have you. As I said, I don't have a lot of things at my house. And one of those lot of things that I don't have is a vehicle so or a driver's license. So I have to walk everywhere that I go, including the grocery store. So, with that being said, I'm not looking for anyone's sympathy by saying all of these things, but I simply just put a backpack on my back and go to whatever store that I have to go to and pick up whatever it is that I feel is most important to me. Or I'll keep a notebook in my backpack and when I get an idea, I'll simply write down the idea for the, on the notebook, in the notebook rather. Or I'll keep my laptop in my backpack so that whenever I have internet, whether that be at the Walmart that I work at, not disclosing the location of said Walmart, or whether that be at the McDonald's nearby my location. the point the point that i'm trying to drive at is the fact that even though i don't have a lot of things i'm grateful for what i do have and that's what i was going to say at the top of this episode before my cats decided to be such ungrateful little assholes is that the reason that i didn't upload last week is because of Thanksgiving, if I didn't already say that. So, this week, we will be looking at the first ever, I will be looking at rather, not we, but if you choose to join me, then that's fantastic. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're enjoying the content. And I may not sound like I'm happy, but I'm really happy that you decided to join me. Regardless of whether I get listeners or not, honestly, on a week-to-week basis, or for that matter, whether or not I get listeners on a variety of basis, you know, like a worldwide basis. One day down the road, or for that matter, or for that matter, anytime soon in the near future or in the further future. Regardless, I'm still going to do this, whether it be one hour a week, or every two weeks, or every three weeks. something of that nature now if you do hear background noise once again that is my cats they are for some reason super hyper right now and i can't figure out why because usually they're really really timid and and shy and low energy But nonetheless, everything is fine, everything is okay, they will be fine, they will eventually tire themselves out. But with that being said, today's episode, we will be looking at our first NXT TakeOver event. I've got my notes, I've got my notes right here. As soon as I turn to the right page, and as soon as I find the right page. We'll be in business. All right, here we are. Well, I turn to the second page, not the first page, because I see what the second match is, because I remember the second match. As I've stated before, sometimes it is very, very difficult for me to watch an episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, Friday Night Smackdown, Thursday Night Smackdown, Tuesday Night Smackdown, whatever they're calling it now, and um, sit down and watch their program and then just think to myself, wow, that was a great match. Because usually it's bogged down by something else. Whether that be terrible commentating. These cats are about to get smacked. Whether that be terrible commentating. Or whether that be um, something along the lines of... Uh, them pushing a, a reality TV show on the aforementioned commentary. Like if you go back and watch some of the AJ Lee things... Um, you'll notice that when AJ Lee was champion or for that matter, when she was relevant, I should say, even though now she's a commentator in wow, women of wrestling, um, it's somewhat disturbing to listen to everything that she would say and everything that Michael Cole and... JBL would try to push they would constantly and I mean whenever I say disturbing too it's not that it's disturbing like it's it's pitiful and it makes me want to puke but it's disturbing in the sense that AJ only wanted one thing and WWE wanted to marquee her almost as a woman Or not even a woman, but a diva. A drama-filled, you know, like, oh, women, you know. Am I right, guys? (laughs) Women. Almost like that. Wanted to make her out to be some ever, almost never-evolving woman who just, for some reason, hated the rest of the women. But that's not who she is. She just wanted to be a champion. She wanted to be the number one wrestler or the number one women's wrestler in the world. In 2016, actually, Becky Lynch took number one as the number one women's wrestler. It was either 2016 or 2015. I've got a post on my Instagram about it. Shows her on the cover of uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And she's holding a plaque in her hand. And it is amazing. I've talked about before how uh, I feel that women's wrestling is very bogged down. And gets treated like it's nothing. Like, oh, the, the girls are having a match. Everybody come and watch. They're having a match. And then once the match is over, it's like, Yay! The women had a match, everybody. Yay! And I understand that professional wrestling is that of almost always a male-dominated sport, but you can't... You can't honestly keep saying that men are dominating professional wrestling and that they're always going to be dominating professional wrestling the women of professional wrestling are and for some for one reason or another will be a major and I mean a major part of professional wrestling for years to come And in most cases, in most cases, ladies and gentlemen, they can and they will outwork the men. Why am I talking about this, though? What makes it relevant? And I understand some of you... Wait, wait just one second. And I understand some of you are probably like, why is he talking about this? Is it relevant to anything? Yes. Yes, it is. I don't just jump from subject to subject with no um, manner whatsoever of how do I say? Structure. No structure. I have structure. I have things that I want to address and for that matter, I have things that need to be addressed especially on this podcast this is a different format that you will find in any other podcasts a new league of podcasting starts here and starts now so for those of you wondering my name despite what James Ellsworth said on his cameo that I paid $20 for that I'm probably never going to get back. And despite what Bill Guildberg said as well, because Guildberg only got one thing wrong but James Ellsworth got two things wrong so cameo you need to make sure that your your celebrities know how to read before you allow them the opportunity to make people a cameo. Because James Ellsworth said that my name was Machka. My name is Mocha. Okay? For those of you wondering. There's a story behind that too. I guess I may as well tell it. So me and my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend now, were on a... um, We were on a voice call and she said she sneezed okay so she didn't say that she had sneezed but she literally sneezed and when she got done sneezing she said I'm sorry like you know she was drowsy or something and then I said it sounded like you said mocha now the conversation that me and her were having as It's it's relevant right now. The conversation that me and her were having was if I had a nickname, and we were talking about me, the host of the podcast. I was asking my girlfriend if I had a nickname. What would it be? And she said, "I'm sorry." And she immediately sneezed, and therefore, she made a sound sounded like a mocha or something of that nature, instead of the usual, uh choo," you know, like people do when they sneeze, but anyway, in her attempt to stop her sneeze, or for that matter, sneeze, I said, it sounded like you said mocha, would that be my nickname, and she said, she just started laughing. If I'm being honest, if I remember correctly, she just started laughing, like giggling. And um, the point, of course, being is that. Even though there's kind of no point to this there, this podcast is a different format, so I hate. To keep going all over the place, like with no format whatsoever, we're going to review these matches for the NXT Takeover Brooklyn event. So, with that being said, it opens with Triple H in the ring without a microphone, but I can still hear him. <clears throat> maybe he's got like it it makes no sense that he would have a wireless microphone like one of those ones that Britney Spears wears whenever she has like her concerts that just hangs from her mouth so that you can hear everything that she's saying it makes no sense because later on he would grab a microphone out of his pocket which he wasn't using the the entire time that just the entire time that he was speaking you know but he basically talks about in a generic way a generic way one one time or another he was talking about the fact that uh, you wanted a revolution but we became unstoppable and you know he starts plugging all of the names of the um past takeover events In weird ways. But. This is. One of those. This is one of those events that. Is very off key. As far as. And. Funny thing actually. In this event. The NXT championship was not defended. Believe it or not. So you know you can you can take that as you will. And yes, the NXT championship was a thing. I mean this wasn't before they had the NXT championship. William Regal talked about how Dusty Rhodes passed away and how they were going to inaugurate a um uh Dusty Rhodes classic champion Dusty Rhodes tag team Tournament, which they would do like two or three times after, but the first Dusty Classic was honestly, in my personal opinion, the best Dusty Classic because seeing the storytelling between Samoa Joe. between Samoa Joe and Finn Balor after they win was honestly one of the best storytelling matches that you will ever see. And it highlighted something that was really, really driven home. Seeing Samoa Joe work his ass off To get what he was promised after winning with Finn Balor was honestly one of the best, the best episodic storytelling that you will ever find anywhere in professional wrestling. I suppose that's just my opinion, but this is my podcast, so I'm going to... I'm going to express my opinion because I can, because I'm allowed to, and because the first amendment says that I can. Nonetheless, Triple H shows up. He doesn't have a microphone in his hand, but he basically just says, um, you wanted a revolution and you got one you wanted us to be impactful but we became unstoppable just some of the stuff that he says it's almost like oh okay i see what he did there all of those all of those words that he's saying have been past takeover events but match 1 starts uh shortly after and um This one is uh, quite hard to fathom, and the reason that it's hard to um, wrap my head around is the fact that Jushin Thunder Liger, which I spelled wrong. For some reason, I put Jushin Thunder Licker. Licker, I hardly know her, am I right? If I knew how to do the, you know, the the drum, the 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 drum thing. The sound effect. I can find it. Give give me a second. I can find it and it shouldn't take long. This one will work. This one right here. Um, nope. Hey, hang, hang on, it's loading. Let me try that one again. So um anyway, Licker I hardly know her, but Jushin Thunder Liger faced off against Tyler Breeze. And the thing about this match, well, let's take a look at what they say about Jushin Thunder Liker. They say he's won over 40 wrestling championships, and they say later on in the match that he... Innovated the Shooting Star Press. I don't know about you guys, but the first time that I ever seen a Shooting Star Press done, it was done by a man named Billy Kidman. So, are they trying to tell me that Jushin Thunder Liker is Billy Kidman? I don't know if that makes sense for a few reasons. Um... And not only that, but the match is too short. Not only that, but this was Jushin Thunder Liker. Um, what? like i'm i'm trying to imagine a scenario where a wrestling legend who's won over 40 championships steps into a WWE ring they talk about how he's won 40 championships or over 40 championships over in other wrestling companies comes into a WWE ring wrestles someone who's wrestled for WWE for years and they win, they win, and they win clean on top of that, so what I mean by that is the the fact that Tyler Breeze has nothing to go off of, the fact that he was in this match almost makes it seem like he was jobbing for someone who for those of you who don't know... A job... Jobbing is... The p- process of... Of losing to make another person look good. But... See, that doesn't make Jushin Thunder Liger look good because... Jushin Thunder Liger is not going to be... At any more TakeOver events. He's not going to show up at NXT TakeOver... The the following day, he's not going to show up at the next NXT TakeOver event the next day. The only thing that he's going to do is he's going to ride off into the sunset and there's just going to be a completely... Sorry about that. I'm trying to stop these cats from being dumbasses while I'm trying to record. And that's just going to make Tyler Breeze look really... Really um, weak. Against the rest of the roster in... NXT. That's what that's going to do is make him look quite weak. On top of that, it really doesn't tell much of a story when it comes to, like, if Tyler Breeze was to wrestle anyone else, like, if Breeze was to wrestle someone who is debuting and WWE had already heard about them debuting or WWE had signed someone who had been a huge name in the wrestling industry it would have made more sense not to allow thunder jushin liger jushin thunder Liker rather um to be on this Marquee event, but nonetheless, that's that's pretty much um that's match one, and there's a only one funny part about that match, and it's where Jushin Thunder Liker has Tyler Breeze down like in in the ring, and um he picks up Tyler Breeze's cell phone, which is attached to a selfie stick, and then he starts posing for the aforementioned selfie stick, <clears throat> for uh, one reason or another, and um, yeah, on commentary, they're all over the place, they're literally all over the place, and I put down the notes here, it makes no sense for Tyler Breeze to lose Unless there was a, a future match, yes, unless there was a future match planned, in which case, yeah, it, it would make sense for Breeze to lose. Think about Shawn Michaels versus versus Hulk Hogan. It was Icon versus Icon, and they were supposed to have three matches, but where they didn't, um, and Shawn was told that he was going to lose, he went out there. And if you've ever seen that match, he oversold everything that Hogan did to him. He practically put on a comedy act, like slapstick comedy, to exaggerate Hulk Hogan's um, features, so to speak. He made it look like it wasn't even a a relatively uh, fun wrestling match. He said, you know what, I'm just going to go out there and have fun with it. And it might have been funny, but in a wrestling match, most of the time, you don't want people laughing at at the person who's trying to actually wrestle a wrestling match. What you want them to do is look and say, oh man, I hope that this person... Stop! Oh man, I hope that this person or that person uh, really, really uh, puts on a good show. You know, I, I'm sorry about screaming stop, but these cats literally every. I wish I had something to throw at them. Like I love these cats, but they are they are really starting to. Like, they can't do this somewhere else aside from my room. Anyway, anyway, um, after that, we see a. It looks like I gave it two out of five stars. Yeah. And I'll, I'm honestly being extremely generous with that one, too, and I know that I am because I remember watching the match last night and then just thinking to myself, wow, it was expected to be better. And then we get Anaya Jax. She says that she's, uh, it says um, on the graphic, it said coming soon. Nia Jax, and she talks about how she's not like most girls, (laughs) obviously her theme song, and then, um, she says that greatness is her destiny, when almost a year ago, from the making of this podcast at least, she, she literally, um, she she kinda had an oopsie daisy where she screamed and the internet made fun of it. She screamed, My hole. She she's of course talking about her butthole. The next match was possibly one of the greatest matches on the card, if not the best match on the card. Um if not one of the greatest matches on the card. So the Vaughn Villains face off against Blake and Murphy with Alexa by their side. Now, here's the thing that gets me. Later on throughout the match in commentary, they bring up the fact that the Vaughn Villains were told by General Manager William Regal that they're going to have to, quote, find a way... I'm reading it on my notes here. Find a way to deal with the factor that is Alexa Bliss. Any other time in a in a wrestling setting, if you'd go to a general manager and you would ask that manager, "Hey, listen. Um my matches keep getting interfered in um by this this little brat here who Continuously distracts the referee, uh, pulls at our feet while we're trying to wrestle a tag team match. Um, cries and whines when she doesn't get her way. Constantly calls herself Little Miss Bliss, and you know she she comes out and she's very distracting toward our, our team, and we're trying to make sure that she doesn't get hurt. We're trying to make sure that that no one else's is, is a factor. Like, we don't come out with with anybody who's trying to hurt the other team or give them an unfair, give us rather an unfair advantage. General Manager Regal, could you do something about Alexa? Any other time when you would come out and you would say something to a, quote, general manager, someone who's supposed to be in a position to have the the management position any other time, my point being, that general manager, in this case William Regal, would say, okay, I'm just going to ban Alexa from ringside. That would solve your problem. But instead, you get this side plot, which I think is brilliant, honestly. It sounds like I'm complaining, but really I'm explaining, not complaining, You get this side plot with this blue pants, whoever the hell that is. Honestly, I, even to this day, and I remember watching this whenever it was on the WWE Network and not on Peacock. But this is something that I had never, at the time... I didn't know who Blue Pants was, and still to this day, I don't know who Blue Pants is. Maybe it's Carmella. I'm joking. It's not. Blue Pants comes to the to, comes to the aid of the Von Villains. GM Regal told the Von Villains to find a female to stop Alexa, but. William Regal could have banned Alexa from ringside. I'm reading it here on my notes rather than um me just saying it what I had in my in my head just a second ago. She I mean he could have banned Alexa from ringside stopping stopping Blue Pants factor thing from ever happening. But here's the closing of the match and it's the most beautiful thing that you'll ever see in your entire life. It was Blue Pants chasing Alexa Bliss into the ring. And off off the distraction, Murphy gets a gets a roll up a Blue Pants stops Bliss by getting involved into the Vaughn villains with blue pants and Alexa. What I mean to say is that Alexa was trying to get involved into the match and she wasn't successful like she usually is because she gets up on the ring apron and then she starts waving her finger around like she usually does um And she basically just got floored by Blue Pants. And the Vaughn villains won, by the way. I gave it 5 out of 5 stars. It was beautiful. <laughs> Whenever I seen it, I said, oh my god! <laughs> but um, the next match, we seen Apollo Crews face off against Ty Dillinger and... I gave it four out of five stars. It was Apollo's birthday and Apollo's debut, according to commentary at least it was fast paced the high flying action, but it slowed down at times when Ty Dillinger got um in control i'm not in I'm not at all mad at that, but for it to be high flying action that you you want to see it come full circle, left and right, up and down, in and out. When you see two high flyers, you really want them to work well with each other. Oh yeah, did I mention that was for the NXT tag team championships? So the Vaughn Villains literally beat I forget the name of the team, it's like BMA it was Blake Murphy Alexa. BMAF, I think they were called Blake Murphy Alexa Factor. But no matter what they were called, they, they still lost the tag team uh gold and they, like, held it for, like, 245 days or something, which is impressive. No doubt, very impressive. But I gave Ty Dillinger versus Apollo Cruz four out of five stars because it was beautiful. Samoa Joe versus Baron Corbin. This one was not too entertaining. Even though it was a Samoa Joe match, it wasn't very entertaining at all. Like I said, one of the things that sucks about this event is the fact that the NXT championship was not on the line at all. It's weird, you know? Like, you would figure that champion Finn Balor, because I looked it up, champion Finn Balor would have something to do on that card, but instead he was... He was left off the card. It didn't say anything about him being injured or anything like that. And in the case of an injury, you would figure that they would find that they would find a a way to work the championship into a a story of some sort. But instead, they choose to ignore it. But Sam Joe, that I have here on my notes. Because I can't spell Samoa, I guess. But Samoa Joe versus Corbin. And um, Corbin said, this is funny. To get to WWE, all I had to do was make a phone call. And you want to know what Joe said in response? Joe said, they called me. They called him. Which was just funny when you think about it. Joe, he didn't call the WWE and say, hey, guys, can I have a job? They called him. Now, <sighs> we're going to spend a considerable amount of time talking about this next match. simply because it is one of the most beautiful matches that you will ever see or that you will ever have the pleasure of seeing in your entire life this is not the iron man match that they've had bef- that they had after this and for that matter this is not the um oh damn bayley wasn't even in the triple threat match at wrestlemania but was Sasha? Oh my God! I'm pretty sure it was Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. But I could be wrong about that because I remember Becky, Sasha, Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. I don't remember Ronda Rousey ever being in the um first ever triple threat. Woman's match and as I stated before it's very important that you understand that women can compete on the same level as the men I'm not a feminist by any means necessary and I'm not someone who's going to sit here and tell you guys that <clears throat> since it's a male-dominated sport that automatically means that men are greater than women In every aspect and especially in professional wrestling. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you the cold hard facts. The bottom truth. The everything and the anything that has to do with professional wrestling. And I have a problem with people like Dave Meltzer or Dave whatever the hell his last name is, who seems to think that women's wrestling should not be rated, or women's wrestling is a low-hanging fruit, something. You know, he's really, how do I say, stupid, you know? He's really um dumb, and he calls himself a wrestling analyst of some sort where all he has is a newsletter and I have a podcast. Let's put it that way. All he has is a newsletter and I'm writing a book about my life. Yes. I meant to plug that at the beginning of the podcast ladies and gentlemen but I was too busy fiddling with these cats which I'm about to do again provided that they don't Anyway, what I mean to say is the fact that Dave Meltzer, Dave Metz, I don't know the man's name, <clears throat> he runs something called the wrestlingnewsletter.com and um, he also runs a magazine called The Wrestling Newsletter, which I've never been to JCPenney's or Walmart where I work, or for that matter, food city none of these places by the way are sponsored by this podcast i'm simply using them as an example for a story i've never been to any of these major retailers looked at the magazine rack and said oh my god it's the wrestling newsletter do you know why that is it's probably because it's online right i guess i don't know i've never visited the wrestling all that I know is that this man has a Twitter account and he he doesn't, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to shoot straight with you guys. He doesn't at all know what he's talking about, but somehow his opinion is highly valued. <clears throat> I'm not sure how his opinion is highly valued, especially at the rate that he's running and he's running on low fumes. Especially when he thinks that it's funny. <clears throat> he thinks that it's funny that um, women's wrestling is a joke to him. But I'm here to prove that notion wrong. <laughs> so one thing that you should understand about this match right here. Which is the NXT Women's Championship match. The champion, Sasha Banks, versus the challenger, Bayley. The opening hype package to this match was amazing, by the way. Amazing in the fact that it kept showing... The four horsewomen. It kept showing them all becoming champion one by one. Until you're left with one person. One person who has yet to achieve that goal of becoming champion in WWE or, for that matter, in NXT. Who hadn't had a championship despite the fact that she'd had plenty of opportunities. She had had three or four or five or six or seven or eight or ten or twelve matches where her parents would show up to and she would promise her mom, this time I'm going to get it, this time I'm going to get it, this time I'm going to get it, only to fail, to come up short. The underdog story that they told against... The underdog story that they told for Sasha Banks versus Bailey was honestly poetic and amazing. So let's go ahead and review this match. So what did Bailey have to go through in order to um get this this match intimidation. For one, whenever Sasha Banks came out she had a whole bunch of bodyguards around her. Um she looked the part of what she called herself the boss for. Um Sasha Banks, especially in the opening hype package, said something along the lines of fairy tales don't exist. And during the match, she actually told Bailey she's worthless. She's nothing. She screamed it to the top of her lungs. She said, you are nothing, and you never will be anything compared to me. I am the boss. It's funny that they are in uh, New York, too. And um, when Sasha Banks came out, and they announced that she was from Boston, Mass., the crowd booed because Boston and New York... Like the the Yankees and the the Red Sox. (laughs) The crowd booed because of baseball. (laughs) Either that or it's because of some football shenanigans that I don't understand. Maybe it's because of the Jets and um, the Patriots or the Giants and the Patriots. Something of that nature. But nonetheless, I'm sure it had to do with the second-rate sports team somewhere. Two second-rate sports teams, rather, because wrestling takes balls, and all the other sports just play with them. Let's put it that way. Anyway, this women's championship match was off the chain. I'm not sure what Dave Meltz, Dave Metzer, I'm not sure what he rated this match when it happened, because I never bothered to look at this man, or let alone any of his reviews from prior years I suppose that I should have done the research if I was going to talk about him or even mention him I suppose that I should have done the research in that regard but I didn't and it's just because I don't care what he thinks especially when he thinks that women's wrestling is second rate mediocre at best and he's wrong that ladies and gentlemen is not my opinion and if it is my opinion then it's popular opinion because bailey had everything thrown at her practically except for one small minute detail And that minute detail was interference. You see, Triple H, who organizes the NXT events, doesn't believe that these these matches need to be interfered on. So rather than have them bogged down, he just has regular one-on-one contests that don't have any interference whatsoever, which is a welcome change and honestly, a breath of fresh air. It's so great to watch wrestling and not see every five seconds or be reminded of every five seconds that, oh, that superstar's in a in a faction and that faction came out to help them. And the crowd, the crowd to the NXT live event, was nothing more than passionate. Passion at its finest, and passion because this crowd stayed alive the entire event. The crowd came alive and stayed alive because they had chants, they had cheers, they had all kinds of fun i mean it looked so fun almost like they were doing the wave all the time except they never did the wave at least not at this event at later events i do believe that they would do the wave and for that matter some episodes of monday night raw where bailey would show up they would say hey we want some bailey hey we want some bailey or they would sing a song that it would be something like, oh, won't you be my girl? Something like that. Um, it's It's quite, it's a welcome change, you know, to finally see wrestling fans who are as passionate about wrestling as I am, or for that matter, as passionate about wrestling and not about entertainment, you know? If you go back and listen to A.J. Lee on commentary, every week they would always give her a hard time about the fact that she didn't show up for Total Divas, which was a reality show that they would constantly push down their audience's throat. But A.J. Lee professed that she didn't want any part of their silly little reality show because she was busy making history because she was about professional wrestling and she wasn't all about the entertainment part. She was about the competition part. Had that been the case, this match takes a quick, takes a quick turn for that competition seeing how bailey wins and everything that she goes through um and the one nitpick that i would have to say is that um there are two or three major spots in this match and i didn't i didn't write them down because fuck writing stuff down but the the one thing that I would have to complain about and I mean honestly just drive this home is the fact that the announcers it, especially seeing as though that they had Corey Graves on it, the announce table you'd figure that he would know what some of these moves are but instead of knowing what some of the wrestling moves are he left me speculating whether or not I was right or not but I'm pretty sure that I am <clears throat> I am right about the moves that Bailey did and Sasha did um Sasha pushed Bailey off of the top rope for instance and did a move called a meteora um instead of calling it the meteora what they did was they was like look at this look at that move oh my god it's almost the equivalent to Vince McMahon back in the day what a maneuver what a maneuver that That was basically his catchphrase. What a maneuver Vince McMahon, for those of you who don't know, he used to be a commentator back in the '90s, and what a maneuver! What a maneuver by Mr. Perfect. What a maneuver by Macho Man Randy Savage. That that was practically his, his stick. They could have put it on a t-shirt and sold it, but they didn't for, for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> Sasha had Bailey, for instance, in a um, crossface, what's now known as the Banks Statement when she attempts it. And there was a time when right then and there, even though I have seen this match before, and going into it, I knew that Bailey won, not because I looked it up, because, like I said, I'd seen it before. It was familiar to me. And the greatest things in this world, you tend not to forget. You know, if something leaves a lasting impression on your life, you tend not to forget it. And this match left a good taste in my mouth. And it left me wanting more. And that's what professional wrestling is all about. They want to leave their audience wanting more. Just like me in this podcast, I want to leave you guys coming back wanting more. But nonetheless, this match was, oh, off the walls. Like I said, Banks did this this spot called a Meteora from the top rope. Corey Graves didn't know what to call it, um, which was quite disappointing. He had me questioning whether or not I got it right, but for reality's sake, we're going to say that I got it right. This is my podcast, and I'm going to call it a Meteora. Um, Halfway through the match, the crowd, once again, like I said, not getting restless, they were passionate. They loved these two women who were wrestling. They were chanting, this is awesome, fight forever. They were chanting, at one point, Sasha's ratchet. No, she's not. Sasha's ratchet. No, she's not. Sasha's ratchet. No, she's not. And so uh, funny to me to see that come back to see the Sasha's ratchet chants just lingering in the air because be, because it's it's something that I I grew up with kind of I remember her t-shirt too it said I am not ratchet and then I remember just being like so taken back by that because she claims that she's not ratchet and at the time i didn't know what that meant you know i didn't know that it was slang i don't know it's it's making me smile it's it's really like something that (laughs) it's it's hilarious if you think about it nonetheless i gave the match four out of five stars it's i put it down right here it's a perfect underdog story and the way that bailey won was absolutely amazing from the top rope she did a reverse either it's a reverse dragon rana no no it couldn't have been a dragon rana it was a reverse frankensteiner or a reverse hurricane rana now, which one of those two I'm really not sure that she's set up for. I wanna lean toward I wanna re- lean toward the Frankensteiner because if it was a hur- a reverse hurricane rana, I'm almost certain that it would have had to have been a pin predicament. Like In order for that to happen, she would have had to flip her and then pin her with her, um, with her, um, with Sasha's shoulders being on the ground after she flipped her like she did. But no, it would have to have been a reverse Frankensteiner. Not a hurricane, because if I remember correctly, a hurricane, and it's been a while since I've seen one. But a hurricane is a pinning predicament. Um, nonetheless, we're running over a little bit, but you know, I don't mind running over the uh, hour timeline. Simply because I've paid for extra time on the app, or the app, excuse me, on the um, website that I'm using in order to upload these um, episodes. But now that we have hit the hour, I would like to thank everyone for tuning in. Obviously, the NXT Championship was not. um, Yep. That's the end of the notes. It was not an NXT championship on this card, but uh, I did do some research, and it looks like Finn Balor retained his NXT championship um, that night. For those of you who are confused about that, I would suggest you to look it up, because if you at me at social media and ask me why I'm choosing to skip over uh, no, I I shouldn't say skip over. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely no NXT championship match during this um time period, despite the fact that the NXT championship was on the line. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this um notebook that I use and it says 100 sheets, 200 pages. How does that work? Nonetheless, what I'd like to do now is go ahead and close the episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Those of you who have on a consistent basis, thank you for all of your support. And I didn't upload last week because of the... Last week was Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Pretty sure it was. This has been the December 2nd. 2021 episode and that ladies and gentlemen is a wrap good night drive home safe have a great afternoon a great day and i am out